allergy, all things theology, we chop it up properly, without an apology, gotta get that theology to God, hallowed be, cause this is how we do it at all things theology. Grace and peace, grace and peace, welcome back. <laughs> hey, we're not professionals around here, man. We're not professionals. <laughs> welcome back to an episode of All Things Theology. She host K-Dub, and today we're going to be talking about Mike Todd. Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about Mike Todd and the kingdom. I, I say this, I feel like I say this every week. I feel like I say this every week, but... It's like he gets worse every week. And you guys are going to see what I mean. Man, some things really floored me and shocked me. Oh, by the way, I see some people enjoying the the new uh, intro. Guys, if you stick around to the end, if you stick around to the end, I will play the full song. You know, I will play the full song for you. But you got to stick around to the end because afterwards I'm going to chop it out. So, hey, that's why you don't want to miss any episode of all things theology am i right right yeah just when you think it can't get worse it gets worse and the reason why i say it gets worse is because right um not only is false doctrine in the sermon but people are actually encouraged to sin i'm going to demonstrate that so stick around for it okay but i don't want to waste too much time Let's get into it. Let's let's. So this opening clip, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my brother, most excellent. Yeah. What new doctrine do we have today? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's it's sad. A lot of rehash things. A lot of contradictory things from the last sermon we played. It, it's just a mess. It's like, will this? I, I value consistency. You know, it's one thing to be even wrong, but it's one thing just to be consistent. Like, hey, this is what you preach. You're not contradicting yourself from sermon to sermon. We're going to have a lot of that. Um, but this is one I knew. It's going to be a long year. Simple concept. And y'all, this is really just the introductory. We may be in the kingdom series for two or three years because it's so much to explain. But if you don't have a good foundation, everybody say foundation. You cannot be able to build the house. That's when I'm like, wow, this is going to be a rough couple, rough year or couple of years if they're going to be talking about the kingdom and what we've heard from last sermon or a couple of sermons. Um, I can't imagine how bad it's going to get. And so when I heard that, I said, wow, this is going to be rough. But maybe you noticed something. Did you see that? I don't think a few of you guys noticed what was on mike todd's shirt right, let's uh hold on a second let me uh let me do Full this concept here. you can see here let me move me out of the way real quick you, you see someone down there some man he has right on his shirt which obviously i don't think it's wrong to wear a shirt of a man that's not the point i'm making the point i'm making is who is on the shirt right um who is this on his shirt? Well, I went to uh, Miles Monroe's Jr. page, and this is the very picture he has of his father on his page. And rightfully so. You can understand why, you know, his son has this picture on his Facebook. But why is Miles Monroe, why is uh, Mike Todd wearing a Miles Monroe 
uh, shirt, right? Well, I think it's because of a lot of the pushback and he's he's stealing all his doctor. Let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> he's taking. I, 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 yeah, I don't want to say I don't even want to use the word steal, but he's taking all of his doctrine. Right. And he's pretty much representing Miles Monroe's version of the kingdom. Uh, you know, he talks a lot about representing. Well, that's what he's representing. Um, so, yeah, that's who is on his shirt. Dr. Miles Monroe. Um, and so I thought that was very interesting, given a lot of the flack and the pushback that um, uh, Mike Todd has been receiving about, hey, man, this sounds a lot like Mike Todd stuff you're, or Miles Monroe stuff you're preaching. And lo and behold, uh, <laughs> you know, he gives a shout out the last sermon. And then this sermon, he's literally wearing a Dr. Miles Monroe shirt. He quoted Miles Monroe in the sermon as well. Uh, I'm not going to play that section, but. I just thought it was I think I just think it's very interesting the super dependence on um Miles Monroe uh, a blatant false teacher. I think we have demonstrated that um in our past videos. Uh Miles Monroe taught that the good news of the gospel was not about Jesus. Miles Monroe taught that God can't do he can't have access to his own uh creation. I mean just blatant false doctrine and heretical views that were uh, perpetuated by um, Miles Monroe and now is being perpetuated by Todd Monroe, right? Someone has said, well, um, I have stated in past videos that um, Mike Todd is prosperity gospel. Um, he, 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 he is word of faith, you know, because I know uh, back in his, um, what was the sermon about money like a year ago or so? Uh, poverty gospel versus prosperity, prosperity gospel. He tried to make a distinction that it was about the purpose gospel, which we really talked about was really repackaged prosperity gospel. But in this clip, in this sermon, he preached a little bit about some of that stuff. Prosperity gospel. I, this statement was just mind blowing. Let's check it out. You have to walk in kingly dominion. Go back and see last week's message. But if you don't share in the kingdom and take up your space, you'll never be able to share it. The reason we can't meet people's needs is because we ain't got no money. You ain't got no money because you didn't obey God's plan. You didn't obey God's plan because you were so concerned about what they would think about you doing something that you've never done before. And they don't even care that you live. And good to see Julia. If you haven't watched the interview of a former transformation member uh, now rejecting a lot of what Mike Todd is teaching, I encourage you to go watch that. It's very good. But did you hear that? One of the, a couple things that was problematic is the reason why we can't help people. One is because we don't have money. The reason why we don't have money is because we're disobeying God. Um, well, one, if man's biggest need was financial, then the church should be chasing money more than anything. But man's biggest problem is not finances. Now, am I saying to be broke? No. Whether rich or poor, you have the same problem, right? And it's sin. Man's biggest need is not their lack of money. Man's biggest need is not poverty. So who, I mean, this is missing the mark. Matter of fact, 
matter of fact, the apostles were largely poor. They had to uh, depend on the giving of the saints for um, how they would, you know, survive and, you know, go out for their missionary journeys, things like that. You know, I was just thinking about this largely, you know, uh, thinking about texts that many have been, you know, used out of context, you know, just a, a, another a one that we've often, you know, heard before, right? No, we, we know Philippians 4.13, I can do all things that strengthens me, right? But do we know actually what's before that? Um, do we know? Philippians 4.10-15 through 15 says, But rejoice in the Lord greatly, that now at last you have received your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned before, but you lacked opportunity. Now that I speak from, not that I speak from want. Notice. For I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how to get along with humble means. I know how to live in prosperity. Now, Mike Todd just told us the reason why people are poor is because they're disobeying God. I wonder if he would accuse the Apostle Paul of that. Because Paul said, hey, was that the Apostle's answers? The reason why we're poor, don't have much um, is because of that. Yeah, um, he said this is. Just prep for his upcoming sermons about money, which you know is going to be bad if this was a little taste of it. I haven't listened to the last sermon, by the way. Right. Paul says he has learned the secret of, 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 of life, so to speak, being filled and going hungry, having abundance and suffering need. What Mike Todd was just told us is people are poor because they're disobedient. Now, they're, again, with every... <laughs> uh, you know, lie, there could be some truth in it because there are some people who sin in uh, not managing their money well. But as a general statement, that's not true. God has made the rich and the poor alike. Right. Um, God has made the rich and the poor alike. It is not a sin necessarily to be poor. Again, the apostles were largely poor. Many of the early church was 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 poor. They didn't have, you know, just look at what Mike Todd is wearing through this sermon. Just the nice jacket, the, the chain, <laughs> the shoes, right? They didn't have that in the early church largely, right? I mean, they, they depended upon communal uh, finances to survive as a, as a whole. But, I mean, again, just... I just couldn't believe he said that. I, I could. Well, I can't believe he said that. You know, I was just thinking of some other verses, right? Um, just this this idea, right? Just being disobedience while you're poor. Well, okay. Let's look at some other verses. First Timothy six five through eleven. Start at verse six. But godliness actually is a means of great gain when accompanied accompanied by content by contentment. For we have brought nothing into the world. And we can take nothing out of it either. Notice this. If we have food and covering with these, shall we be content? So the apostolic message was, hey, if we can just eat and have have a shelter, we good. Why? Because our message is not dependent upon finances. Right. But those who want to get rich fall into a temptation. Absolutely. 
If your message is just richness, you are literally tempting the people of God. Our message is not riches, riches. It's Christ, right? Continue on with the verse and a snare and a many foolish and harmful desires, which plunge men into ruin and destruction, right? For the love of money is a root of all sorts of evil, right? All kinds of evil, right? And by longing for it, have what many, right? Have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves by many griefs. What is, what is the apostle Paul going to say? Flee from these things. Don't pursue riches. Now, again, it's not wrong to be rich, but that's not our pursuit. Right? Flee these things. That is the love of money. Not having money. Notice the contrast. You man of God, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, and perseverance, and gentleness. It's not a sin to be poor. I can't imagine... I cannot imagine the poor people in the church hearing that message and falling under the weight of condemnation that they're somehow in sin. That's what Mike told just told us. Poor congregation. But, you know, even worse, Mike Todd's way out, his remedy from um, past sermons we've heard, his remedy is to give more. And so not only are they poor, but he's going to bring them under more poverty by telling them to give their finances, which Again, most of the tithing sermons I've heard have been so unbiblical, right? But the sermon gets worse. This is just the tip of the iceberg of Mike Todd's shenanigans, right? Um, so many of you guys know that I I have done street preaching. Many of you guys know that I, I, I love to hear good street preachers. Um, there's many good street preachers out there uh, that, um, you know, herald, they are heralds of God's gospel, right? They proclaim the good news and how man can be saved, right? They may look like a fool to the world, right? But I believe that street preaching is a total biblical concept. You may say, where, where are you going with this? Okay, why, is, why are you bringing this up? By the way, if you're watching the video, go ahead and give your boy a like. It's, it's free. Just give a like, ding, right? <laughs> Hit the like button, yeah. You may be asking yourself, why am I bringing this up? Well, Mike Todd took a shot at street preachers. Let's, let's see what he has to say about us old street preachers. This is our problem right now. People don't want to fool with the church or fool with God because they met you. Now, I don't agree with that. You know, no one's going to get to hell <laughs> or, or, or let me say this. That's not a valid reason. Biblically, what does the Bible tell us biblically why people don't want to come to God? I mean, if we believe our Bibles, right? If we believe our Bibles. It says this is the judgment that the light has come into the world and men love the darkness rather than light for their deeds were evil. Right. So. Biblically speaking, why don't men want to come to Christ? They don't want to come to Christianity. It's because they love their sin. They love the darkness, right? Not because I'm not their big, I'm not, I'm not their problem. Don't, don't blame me for why they're not coming to Christ when the Bible says it's because of their own sin. The ultimate reason why that's the case, right? And so 
Let's hear what else he has to Well, let's see what he has to say about us old street preachers. I'm just sitting here telling them what the Bible says. We don't even know your name. Irrelevant. And you have an opinion and a critique and a frustration about everything I do. But I have not seen the fruits of the Spirit. No love. No joy. No peace. No patience. All them people that be street preaching and yelling at people while they trying to take their family to Disney World. I just be wanting to go and have conversations like, bro, there's a better way to do this. There's a better way to do this. I couldn't think of any more better and biblical way than to be concerned for your neighbor. I'm going to share some verses here in a second and to uh, demonstrate why this is biblical. Yeah, Miles. Why does knowing someone's names matter? Matter. You need to know Christ. If you don't know my name, that's fine. No, 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 my God. <laughs> right? That's who you need to know. There are numerous verses which speak about open air preaching. I'm just going to give you a few. Right? I'm going to give you a few just to demonstrate this. Now, some of these at first might not seem as explicit but i will go from you know i'll demonstrate this and it talks about uh and uh second peter 2 verse 5 did he not spare the ancient world but preserved noah a preacher of righteousness with seven others when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly noah was an open-air preacher now you may say it doesn't say open-air preacher well this word for preacher is herald I got to do something real quick. Take you to the Greek. Right. <laughs> it means in the Greek, kurox or kerux, right? It is a, a herald, a preacher, a proclaimer. Even more uh, uh, accurate, a herald, a town crier is what herald means. Proclaiming critical news for the public. Right. This is what... Uh, a, a, a heralder is and Noah was an open air preacher, which I love uh, to see. But I, I, I'm, I, I'm just so sick of many people trying to condemn open air preachers. Um, guys, Jesus was an open air preacher and his disciples were open air preachers. Think about it, guys. <laughs> Think about this. The disciple on the the the. the uh, Sermon on the Mount, right? Many people know the Sermon on the Mount, but many people don't think about the implications of the Sermon on the Mount. It was on a mountain. Jesus would have to yell. Remember, there's thousands listening to Jesus. He didn't have a microphone. <laughs> he didn't have the Britney Spears mic and he can just walk the stage. He would have to project, yell his voice very loudly for thousands to hear, right? He would have to if he wanted to be heard. And guess what? When his first message was repent for the kingdom of God's hand, it was probably yelled. The very thing Mike Todd just told us, you know, I'm just trying to go to Disneyland, guys. Guys. Yeah, 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 Adrian. Yeah. The better way is to get a bunch of props because that's biblical, right? <laughs> they weren't prop preachers, that's for sure. Man, I've, I have used this example numerous times for people like Mike Todd when I've been going out open-air preaching, right? 
You are in the comfort of your home. I, the preacher, know, right? Your house is on fire. While you're in the comfort, sleeping, I bang on your door, wake you up. You're, 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 you're mad. You're heated. Why would you wake me up? Your house is on fire. I see that you're heading to destruction. I know you want to enjoy the Disney world and I'm not trying to stop your fun, but something else is more important right now. And that's your soul, right? I, in some sense, right? This is why, you know, speaking prophetically, I know the end. Why? Because God has revealed that to us in his word. And so, look, I'm not trying to enjoy, stop your fun. But there's something more pressing right now, Mike Todd. And you, there's a better way. Really? Really? There's so many open air preachers throughout scripture. Um, the, the, the apostles were open air preachers. Matter of fact, Jesus sent his disciples out through the city. <laughs> you know, uh, to, to, and throughout the villages. Let me share this with you here. Luke 9, 5 through 7. And as for those who do not receive you, as you go out from that city, notice they're going to be city to city, shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. Departing, right? Departing, they began going throughout the villages. So they're going out the villages, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Right. So they're, they're going out preaching the gospel throughout the city, throughout the villages. Yeah. Someone else brought up um, John the Baptist. John the Baptist was an open air preacher. He was the first uh, open air preacher. Right. In, in the New Testament scriptures. Right. Notice what this says about uh, John the Baptist. Now, in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, repent. For the kingdom of hand, kingdom of heaven is at hand. The very thing Mike Todd just condemned there was rebuking. You know, oftentimes, one of the hardest thing about open air preaching is there's so many, um, there's so many uh, false Christians that want to come up to you and tell you you're doing it wrong. Most of my opposition uh, when doing open air preacher has been Christians trying to rebuke me for preaching the gospel publicly, right? <laughs> Don't do this. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna turn people off from Christ, right? You're going to push them away. My friend, they're already away from the Lord. I'm trying to bring the message to them to bring them to God. And here you are hindering it. Mike Todd being the hinderer of the open air message, right? But he has said some more about this. So let's hear. Really? Repent! Oh, we'll die and go to hell. If it's like Minnie, like, like she's three. She's three. She still needs to hear this message too. <laughs> right? Everybody needs to hear this message. I know in our minds, we think children are born saved and, you know, they're cute and cuddly, but they need to repent too. But notice he, he does not like that hell message, obviously. And those moments, I'd be like, dang, ain't you a Christian? I, you know, <laughs> it puts you in a position where it's like, are you with that guy? It's like, well, okay, when you say that guy, what are you actually? <laughs> that is not 
how we act in the kingdom. So he's embarrassed because, you know, a guy's preaching on repent or you'll perish, which is in the Bible, by the way, guys. I mean, <laughs> hello. Hello. That's in the Bible. Are you with that guy? Well, I mean, uh, so squeamish, guys. The wrath of God makes people uncomfortable. You know, I've out being I've been out um, sharing the gospel and I've asked people who claim to be Christians and they're they're rocking with me at first. And I was like, what happens to people who reject this message? And they'll be like, well, they won't go to heaven. I'm like, OK, so what happens to them? And, and they, they know, but they're just scared to share it. Guys, we cannot be ashamed what the Bible clearly teaches. I understand it may make you comfortable with your little Starbucks cup on the way to your AC office. But the Bible teaches this. All right. And we cannot be ashamed. He says that's not how the Bible teaches us to behave. Right. Something to that effect. I just gave numerous examples. And guys, there's there's hundreds. Go to Ezekiel, Isaiah, Jeremiah. These guys were open air preachers. They were mocked at. They were they were spit at. The apostles would go out preaching in the towns, get beat up, go to jail, right? Go back doing it again, right? Guys, open air preaching is a biblical thing. Don't hate it. Now, I'm not commanding everybody to do it, right? Everybody has their own giftings, but it's nothing to condemn, especially if you see someone doing it right. Uh, someone says, can I do a video about Miles Monroe? I've I done... Uh, little clips of him in past uh, series. I uh, encourage you to check that out, but I wouldn't mind doing a full sermon review of Miles Monroe as well. And so I love open air preaching, man. I I, I love to go out and open air preach. Um, man, I just I, I I the passion to to proclaim to to sinners that man they need to be reconciled to God. Yeah, I love this comment. Um, we have a duty to go out, not to be building hiders. Yeah, you know, for some reason, the message has been to bring people in the church as, as a means of evangelism. Where the biblical message is uh, the church goes out. The church isn't for unbelievers. The church goes out to where the unbelievers are, proclaim the message to them in hopes that they would now be brought into us. Right. Or, or more, uh, more accurately, into Christ. But we go to the world. The world does not come to us. But for many people, evangelism is come hear my pastor speak about the gospel. You go do it. You go out into the world, share the gospel. Nowhere in the Bible is the apostles bringing people to church in hopes that they would come to Christ. We go out to the world. We go to the laws. Right. That is the great commission. Right. We go out into the world teaching, discipling. But man, the, 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 the message today is so backwards, even on this point of evangelism. Go out into the world, preach the gospel, herald it, yell it aloud, right? Yell it aloud, if that's what you have to do. I, I like to preach, man. You got to have the voice for it, right? <laughs> but there's nothing unbiblical about heralding uh, the gospel, right? Also, you know, keeping a reminder that it must be done in love, uh, graciousness, of course, no one's denying that. But just because you're amplifying your voice does not mean it's uh, hateful. That, And I think for many people, they hear yelling in their mind 
and they say, oh, this guy's hateful. But I've, man, I've seen some of the most beautiful, loving compels to come to Christ. Men in their, in tears that are hard as rocks any other day. But when they preach the gospel, man, it just, just tears start to flow. Man, I love it. I absolutely love to see that, see it. Um, And so I am a huge supporter of open air preaching and preachers. But um, back to Mike Todd. Um, Back to Mike Todd. I'm trying to think which clip I should go with. (laughs) There's some strange stuff said in this sermon. I'll play this one. I'm I'm not going to comment too much on it, but oh, on these next two clips. But yeah. Not build him up. I'm not saying you don't do the things and run the bills. Well, you understand him. He's just passive. So he's talking about a married couple, right? So check this out. Let me know if you guys agree with this. Cool. That's the raw materials. But in the covenant, he is you. See, we don't even think this. You are only as strong as your mate. Oh, they don't want this one. If your husband's a cheater, y'all are cheaters. (laughs) Oh, God. No, I didn't do it. Bone of my bone. Flesh of my flesh. And the two shall become. Y'all need to work on y'all. That's his issue. So if your husband's a cheater, that means the wife is a cheater. And he kind of gives a proof text. Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. That's not what that verse is mean, by the way. Just because someone is in sin doesn't mean they're both in sin. That was just a ridiculous... Co- if the husband's an unbeliever, does that mean the wife is an unbeliever then? That that doesn't make any sense. I was just kind of like, what is this man talking about it, right? Like, like what? Boy, ain't no way, boy. Boy, ain't no way, boy. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? What are you talking about? If he's a cheater, we're both cheaters? Like, <laughs> no, no, that, that's, that, that, that's absurd. But I can't expect, now, guys, it's going to be a bit humorous right here, okay? Pardon, going to prepare you. I say humorous, but sad at the same time, because this is somebody's pastor. I'm the boss, baby. <laughs> now, think about it. You've never seen a baby with jelly legs walk like this. Like, just think about, he could, (laughs) the images in my mind are growing more and more right now. Okay, see that? Kingly doo-doo. Like, there is so much, like, okay. Whose pastor is this? Hey, who man's is this? He condemns street preachers and then does that as if, again, guys, I'm not opposed to joking in a sermon, but again, um, yeah, well, we have a rehashing. I'll I'll let some of you guys catch up with that comment before you guys be like, what, (laughs) what, what in the world did I just watch? Um, <laughs> okay, now you guys are seeing it. Kingly doo doo, yeah. 
This is the Marcus Rogers Kingly everything Kingdom, right? Kingdom microphone. We got we got Kingdom uh, brain cells, uh, just all that. Yeah, um, he rehashes his "God needs us" uh, line, and I want to take another look at that. Thank God, go use something else than people, because most time I don't like people. Let's be honest, I ain't like the tone. I ain't like the attitude. I didn't like, matter of fact, I don't like me. So it's hard for me to serve somebody else. And I don't even like how you made me. I'm so disjointed in my own soul that how you going to ask me to serve anybody else? And God's saying, I can't do what I want to do on this earth without you. So, right, we hear that again. God can't do what he wants to do on this earth without you. And we're going to get into some text that really shows that God is not dependent upon any man. But I started thinking about this a little more. And, you know, my mind thinks about I kind of think of things in songs and movie clips. Right. My mom, my, my wife could tell you. Right. Uh, <laughs> my wife could, uh, tell you, sometimes I think of things and I started thinking about some songs. So let's hear some songs that came to mind when, when he said, right, God can't do it without us. I realized the truth, darling, I can't do it without you, man. I can't do it without you. Every minute seems like years. I can't do without you, baby. Yeah, can't do it without you, right? George Jackson. You know, I might put you on a little something, you know? But I thought of some other stuff. How do I without you? Yeah, you got God kind of dependent upon man, right? He can't do his plan without us. He can't he can't do anything. He's he's kind of just incompetent, you know? But maybe I'll you know, um, maybe it'll make more sense with an R&B song. You know, I like R&B, kind of grew up on that. So let's, why don't you hear this? Tell me you depend on me. I need to hear it. I'm lost without. Lost without you. Lost without you, right? God is so dependent upon man in the theology of Mike Todd, right? That he, he can't do it without you. How is he supposed to live without you? He is lost without you. That is the very dependent version of God that we heard, right? That is the very dependent version of God. But when I read my Bible, maybe you read yours, uh, you know, just a little bit. <laughs> Someone say, bro, how old are you? I am, I am old <laughs> in my heart. <laughs> I'm going on 70 in my heart, right? Uh... <laughs> Yeah, so let's look at a couple of verses, right? And I, I talked about some of these last time, but Acts 17, 23 to 26 is while Paul was walking through, uh, I believe he's in Athens here. He says, while I was passing through and examining the objects of your worship, I also found an altar with this inscription to an unknown God. Therefore, what you worship in ignorance, this I proclaim to you. Listen to this. Look at the proclamation the apostle Paul makes. The God who made the world and all things in it, right? Since he 
is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. Right. Nor is he served by humans hands as though he needed anything. That is that what we heard from Mike Todd? His God, his God needs us. Matter of fact, he can't accomplish anything on this earth apart from us. That's what he just said. Right. As though he needed anything since he himself gives to all people life and breath and all things. He has made from one man, every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined their their appointed times, their boundaries of habitation. Right. We can go on and read this verse just showing how God is the author of life. God is not dependent upon humans and, and creation. Why? Because he's the creator of all things. Amen. So many verses that speaks of this. We can go to Proverbs. Right. Many plans are in man's heart, but the counsel of the Lord's will stand. You know how prideful you got to be to think that God needs you, can't do anything without you. Right. Isaiah 55. Right. Verse 11. So will my word be, which goes from my mouth. Someone said, stops misquoting Mike. The guy literally said, God can't do it without you. We'll replay it just for just for Zim Moten here. Right. But notice, we'll, let's go back to scripture. So will my word be which goes from my mouth? It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire. Notice, notice the I and it's not dependent upon anybody. Right. And notice God's word, which he goes out and sends, sins. Right. It accomplished what he desires and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. God accomplishes what his word intends to do. Amen. Isaiah 46. This is my one of my favorites. Declaring the end from the beginning, from ancient times, things which I have not been done, have not been done, saying my purpose will be established and I will accomplish all my good pleasure. This is God of heaven speaking. He accomplishes what he intends to, to do. What God says he'll do will happen right if god said it it'll happen now someone said i misquoted him so you know what i like to do dang god let's uh let's go back let's go back or anybody else and god's saying i can't do what i want to do on this earth without you so there it is god Mike Todd saying, God says, I can't do anything on this earth without you. I am not misquoting Mike Todd. I am actually allowing his view to speak. The issue is he got that from Miles Monroe. One, two, it's heretical. God can do everything without you. Again, as we talked about last time on the show, need is a creature word. Need is is a creature word and cannot be placed upon God, right? God does not need you. I know we're in this humanistic anthropocentric age where everybody think God needs them. You're five, three and go to bed at 10 o'clock talking about God needs you, right? God does not need you. He's never needed you, right? God has never needed you, not dependent upon you. God will accomplish his purposes with or without you. Let's get that clear. Right? He will accomplish what he set out to do. Wonder where Zim went now, right? He <laughs> just accused me of, of lying on him. I played him and 
Isn't that how it always goes? <laughs> these guys, you're misquoting him. Or the Bible doesn't say that. I show it and these guys just disappear like that. Like, <laughs> where, where'd you go? Right? Where'd you all go? This, your God is up here like this. I realize the truth. That's your God, but that's not my God. That's not the God of the Bible. God can do everything, anything without me. He is not dependent upon me. Like I said, you have to be very prideful to believe that. You have to be very prideful to believe that. He says, oh, I'm here. So what happened? I, I demonstrated that he quoted, he said that. Now where are you? I mean... Are you going to take back this, this, the, the what I, what you said about me misquoting him? I directly quoted Mike Todd said, Mike Todd said that God cannot do anything on earth without you. That is a direct quote. Are you going to take back your um claim now? <laughs> I mean, this is like I said, people will make sweeping statements like this, and and then. I, I yeah not not apologize for them well um yeah who wants to follow a god and is in charge who wants to follow a god who has needs just like me does god not use us to accomplish his work on earth that's not what's said that's not what was said he said god cannot cannot do anything right hold on he said god cannot do anything without you. No one's arguing that God doesn't use us. That's obvious. <laughs> but you, yeah, as, as Dutch says, use and need aren't the same. God uses us absolutely. But he can do it without you. The rocks will cry out. God, God has been doing numerous things without you. I mean, for, for, for millennia, hundreds of years. <laughs> he created without you. He saved he saved humans without you. He doesn't need you. But you're shifting the goalposts now. The issue is not with God using us. The issue is what what Mike Todd said, he can't do it without you. Those are two different things. Those are two different things. God, yes, has since since creation used man. No doubt. The issue is can he do it without you? And absolutely, God does not need me. We read Acts 17, 25. He has in no, God is in no need of anything. Yeah, let me run the clip one more time. All right, this. Dang, God, you going to ask me to serve anybody else? And God's saying, I can't do what I want to do on this earth without you. So God wants to do things, according to Mike Todd. He can't do what he wants to do without you. Now, again, we read the verses. What God says, he does. What, let, me, let, me, let me reread some of these verses, right? He says his word will not return void. And it won't go without succeeding in the matter for which he sends it. What do you mean he can't do with what he wants to do? That's right. Shout out to Standard True Podcast. You can't clean up with what Mike Todd just said. There's no defending what he just said. And if you want to, at the end of the show, you can come on and we can have a discussion about it. Right? 
if you would like to. But guys, it gets worse. Now, the issue of transgender comes up. The issue of transgender comes up. And guys, I'm going to warn you what you're going to hear. What you're going to hear is the classic politician answer, right? You ever heard a, a politician answer the question of abortion, right? You ever hear someone answer the question of abortion? Hey, what do you think about abortion? Well, I am for the sanctity of life, but I'm also for a woman's right to choose. It's like that doesn't answer the question. You, you gave two contradictory answers. That's what you're going to hear in this video. Stand by, guys, because this was this is why I say this sermon was really bad. And it's for topics like this. God decided male and female. I, no, no, no. I'm not. This is not a bad. I need y'all to hear my heart on this. So kudos at the beginning. When I first heard this, I was like, man, he's going to stay in strong on this. Good. Right. He's male and female. Right. He answers right. But in classic politic form, he's going to contradict himself. This is not a bashing. This is not. A, he. If I was there, maybe I would have told him, is there something in the middle you could do? Like kind of a like a little maybe if somebody. Well, I was born like this. I don't know how I feel that. I, I feel you. And I wish that there was an option of other in the kingdom. In culture, you can make up whatever you want to. So it doesn't sound like he's super willing to convince. He's like, man, I kind of wish, yeah, there was some kind of third, fourth, fifth gender out there, something else. And he says in kingdom, it's just not that way. But in the culture, you can make up whatever you want to. No, you can't. It's not like in, in Christianity, it's, it's, you can't be transgender, but in the culture, it's okay. I'm going to prove that from the Bible in the, here in a second. Yes, uh, Lily said uh, he would have told God, God, these prosperity, these, these charlatans are real big on telling God what he should do. As if God, the omniscient, omnipotent, right? One needs instruction from them. Right? Well, guys, it gets a lot worse. You, 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 it gets a lot worse than this. Hold on. Let me play. In culture, you can build whatever you want to, but it's the truth of the matter is that if we are going to submit under what the king says, I'm going to have to wrestle with. What's the wrestling? God made them male and female, and he blessed them. Genesis 5-2, Genesis 1-27, Matthew 19, Jesus says this. This is not just a for Christians. This is a creational mandate. All of creation are to live in, um, yeah, man, female. That's it. It's not just for the Christians, you know, in the kingdom. Let me show you a verse, right? I've already quoted a few, which demonstrate that. This is one of my favorite verse on the transgenderism nonsense. Notice what this says. Jeremiah 36 Oh, well, hold on a second. Julia says there are trans and same sex couples who attend this church. I used to witness it every week when I attended. Wow. But we're not shocked 
because of something he says later. But Jeremiah 30, verse 6. Ask now and see if a male can give birth. You know, you got all these people saying men can get pregnant. No, they can't. <laughs> Notice what Jeremiah says. Why do I see every man with his hands on his loins as a woman in childbirth? I love that. <laughs> I love the shot Jeremiah takes at these men. And why have all faces turned pale? Jeremiah is saying to them, if, if men can get pregnant, why y'all acting like females? Right? <laughs> I love that diss. Look at the shade in the Bible, right? If this is the Bible speaking. The Bible understands the concept of two genders, right? Right. This is revelation from God that all creation are to live under. Not just in the kingdom, but then the culture, you can do whatever you want. No, you can't, Mike Todd. No, you can't. What I don't even fully understand. You don't understand the concept of male and female, Mike Todd. See, this is a man that is bought into a lot of the cultural stuff. I would love for Mike Todd to be pressed by one of these super liberal people. Mike Todd would probably cave on this issue so fast. Well, I don't know. What do you, what do you, it's not hard. You speak a lot better than you know. Just wait. Oh, God, pastors don't say this because they want to be absolute. Well, why did that? I don't freaking know. You don't know, male, female? Get out of the pulpit. Don't speak on these issues if you don't know. What is he, what is he talking about? He doesn't know. See, this is, the con this, this is why I say the politic in him. What's confusing about a male and a female? This isn't, this isn't a trigonometry. This isn't calculus. This isn't rocket science. Male, female. I was just hanging out with some my friend. He has a four-year-old, a, a, a five-year-old, and a, a three-year-old. And they're already talking about having a wife. Put like this. They know what a female is. They know what a boy is. This are only two genders. There are two genders, Mike Todd. And you can't. Uh, change those genders males can become females females cannot become males and you're confused about this this is the confused face right here <laughs> this is the i don't know why i'm up here preaching face this this is a man this is a great cap shot right here <laughs> look he's confused he's got a mike a miles monroe shirt on he has no idea what he's talking about This, 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 this. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I know, honestly, I wish God would have made it so much simpler. You wish God would have made it simpler than he already did? The culture, sin complicates this issue. Sin is what complicates this issue. You got the he, 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 him, she, her, they, them, Z, X. I, that's complicated. What you're uh, pontificating to and uh, capitulating to is complicated. God's word is not complicated on the issue of gender. Male, female. That's it. Men leave their house. Be joined together with a woman. That's it. What you're arguing and capitulating to is actually the confusion.
Not the Bible, sir. The, you're, Mike Todd is literally saying God did not speak clearly enough when it comes to this issue. What? What? Boy, ain't no way, boy. Boy, ain't no way, boy. God has spoken clearly. The issue is man loves the darkness. It was like A, B, C, or D, like frick. No, I'm serious. As a pastor, like, so what do you think about gay men? I don't know. What? What? You don't know about gay marriage, Mike Todd? They're asking me about gay marriage. I, I, I freak. I don't know what. You you don't know. I am sick and tired of these pastors in the pulpit who don't know their Bibles. Just read Romans one. Read First Corinthians six nine. Read Leviticus 19. The Bible is very clear on the issue of gay marriage. I know it's not popular in this culture. I know you'll lose the thousands of people in your church, Mike Todd. I know it. You know it. Because as we just heard, you have homosexuals in your church. There's certain things you can't say because you don't want to lose. But you know what? Step out on crazy faith like you tell us to. Right? <laughs> that unbiblical. Step out on faith. And preach what the Bible says. My goodness, man. Some pastors tripping over their skirts in the pulpit because they have no backbone. They're so sold out and feminine to the culture that they can't even say what the Bible says. How about this, Mike Todd? Give us Jesus' view of, of, of marriage. Give us Jesus' view of marriage in Matthew 19, where he says it's between male and a female. A male shall leave his father and mother and be joined together with a wife, with a woman. My goodness. Shout out to Brett. He says, lemon character and baby lemon jumping in the air to do a high five. <laughs> so scared to speak the truth. My goodness. You don't know about gay marriage? You don't know? Why not? Maybe maybe you should read more of the Bible and preach more of the Bible than all these props. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you would know then. Maybe you would know if you preach the Bible. Now, this is going to be, uh, we're going to continue with this clip, but it's going to be very ironic considering what he has in the next clip I'm going to play. My goodness. We, we knew you didn't view this about, we knew you didn't affirm these, but now you're making it very clear you don't believe the Bible when it comes to sexuality. But I do know in the kingdom, they're going to cancel me. In the I'm not the king. This is the, well, I don't um, have to answer for this because I didn't say it was wrong just in the kingdom. Now, in the culture, when I go out and live life, I don't really care because I don't really know. My goodness. I don't... I don't know why he decided to do it like this. I don't know why you're wrestling like that. And I don't know what to do to help you, but to stand with. You don't know what to do to help them. How about you preach the Bible? <laughs> Tell them to repent, sir. Hey, homosexual. You, you know, funny enough, we've had former homosexuals in my church. Praise God. He saved them. 
Hallelujah, right? But you know what we didn't do? We didn't tell them, I don't know, but I'll stand by you. We told them, man, I love you. You're made in the image of God. But but right now you're rebelling against your creator. And what you need to do right now, let me, let me look at you guys. For anyone who's homosexual or transgender, what you need to do is not identify with this sin, but you need to repent of it. Turn to God. He can save you. Trust in Christ and live. Have your identity in him. Turn away from your sin, right? Turn away from this, my friend. I would graciously, lovingly, uh, man, I'll, I'll, I'll give them my share of my back if I have to, but I'm going to call you to repentance, just like the adulterer, just like the liar, just like the fornicator. You're all going to get this repentance, right? We're all going to call you all to repentance. They don't get a different gospel message because we can't address their sin. Yes. Such were some of you, Mike, Mike Todd. This is what you should be proclaiming to the congregation. Not, I don't know. Not, I don't know. When you're mo more focused on being a motivational speaker than preaching what the Bible says. And pray with you and not, and you're welcome at Transformation Church. Trans is in the title. Transformation, you can be here. What? Transformation? I thought that had to do with them being, having a transformed life, not a shout out to trans people. Yeah, it, he's just capitulated to the culture right there. Tra a transformation. Trans. What? What? I, I, how does a pastor get up there and it's, it's in our title. You're welcome here. I thought the church was for people who have come to believe in, in Christ. Who's forsaken their old identity and been joined to the new identity. They've been born again. Right? How about that for transformation? My goodness, he's just, yeah, it's in the name. He goes further than that. Oh, God. You're loved here. I want you here. Will I marry you? I, I can't, not because I don't think you found love. Just as a kingdom ambassador, when I look back at the orders that are in the constitution of the kingdom. Well, they, they haven't found love, biblically speaking. Why don't you allow the Bible to... This is this is this is interesting. But he, he says something I found interesting. We're gonna keep on. I know people don't talk like this because they want it to be black and white, but there's some things on this earth I don't have the answers to. And so when I don't know it is black and white. Rebelling against the creative order, uh male or female, i.e. transgenderism, is sin. 
You know, he doesn't say that any about these these things. He doesn't call it sin. Homosexuality, Mike Todd, is a sin. You keep saying, I don't know. What, what don't you know? Do you believe what the Bible says about this issue? I just default. I come sub to the mission. I know people are going to try to make this clickbait and make it something I didn't say. I hope you hear the heart of what I'm saying. And I think he means that for people that are going to say he's uh, anti-trans. <laughs> I don't think he, because, because he, remember, the, the, that's what the transformation and trans stands for, apparently. So he's, he's cool with it. Come on in transformation church. He's not going to call you to repentance. I, I wrestle and pray for all type of people all the time. Because how freaking unfair it must feel to feel something every day of your life and it not line up with the God you love. Mike Todd, that's every sinner apart from Christ. That's every sinner. The, the, the adulterer has to, you know, the, the, the feelings of adultery, right? The, the liar, the murderer. Yeah, those are fake alligator tears, by the way. I mean, no one's buying that. <laughs> no one's buying that. But, but everybody has to submit, not just trans and gay people about their identity, the adulterer, the, the, the drunkard, right? Every sinner who gets converted has to abandon those feelings not just some people yeah yeah, yeah. I, 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 I won't say it because i'm not trying to get shut down that's right exactly right i don't have all the answers my wife used to work in the in the makeup community there's tons of people who have different identity um associations in that community and one of her favorite people in there. Mike Todd, call it sin. He, he never once calls it sin. Mike, sin, rebellion against God. Was a homosexual male, the sweetest guy in the world. I mean, had the love that most Christians don't have. Mm. Would do anything for people. I'm off on a tangent right now, but my heart is aching right now. Because the truth of the matter is, he wants a close relationship with God. So we just heard Mike Todd say that the truth of the matter is, though this person, he's talking about his wife, used to work in the makeup, is a homosexual, they want a relationship with God. Mike Todd, no, they don't. The evidence is that they're rebelling against God. What, is, what did the Bible say? What did the Bible say, sir? Allow the Bible to determine our views. This is the judgment that light has come into the world, and men love the darkness rather than the light. He loves his darkness. This is why people won't turn to Christ. Because they love their sin rather than Christ. This is a man not submitted to the Bible, to the authority of Scripture. 
rather who has capitulated to the culture and allows the culture to determine what love is. Right? Not the Bible, sir. Let the Bible determine these things. Sinners don't want to come to God because that means they have to forsake something. Remember, what did Jesus say? In order to be my disciple, you must hate your mother, your father, right? Count the cost, essentially what Jesus is saying. In comparison to following me, it's going to look like hate because you're committed to the lordship of Christ. But that's not what we heard right there. They, they're sweet. They love God. They want a relationship with them, even though they're, they're in rebellion to, to, to what God has said. They still want God. <laughs> what? No, they don't. No sinner committed to their rebellion still wants God. Right? But all of the walls, all of the judgment, all of the things have kept them away. That's not what's kept them away. His, his sin has kept them away from God. Don't blame, don't blame people preaching the holy standard of God. Don't blame us. We're not, we're not his problem. God's word is his problem. And what I'm saying. And, and he talked about judgment. My friend, judgment begins in the house of the Lord. Judgment begins in the house of the Lord. Those inside the church, yes, they're going to get judged harsher. You don't want to be a Christian. You're not claiming to be Christian. You're doing that. That's one thing. But you claim to be a Christian and live in this lifestyle. Yeah, we got to call it out, sir. And if you refuse to repent, then it's church discipline time. Matthew 18. You cannot stay in the house of God living in open rebellion, unrepented sin. This is what the Bible teaches. Now, I know people don't church, practice church discipline today where they remove the unrepentant brother like the Bible says to do. But it just shows how much little the Bible is authoritative in many churches. They praise God for churches who still practice church discipline. The adult open adulterer cannot stay in this church if they don't want to repent. You will be you will be removed. To everybody in this room is. You don't have to have an answer mm. to stand with somebody. Oh my God, y'all are so religious. Today. I... I don't stand with them. I stand with God. I, I, I don't stand with them because I don't affirm what they're doing. Now I'll treat them respectfully. I'll, I'll, you know, um, you know, I'll, I'll give them that which I can. I'll preach the God's word, but I don't stand in the sense of I affirm and agree with what they're doing. I'm going to preach the gospel to them. I'm going to tell them to repent. I'm going to tell them to trust in Christ, abandon their own sinful desires, just like I'm going to tell the adulterer. My goodness, man. You don't believe the Bible. It's all fun and games till it shows up in your house. Until you dealing with it in your home. They just need to throw them away and cast into a lake of what? That's God's workmanship. It's all fun and games till it happens in your home. Well, is this what happened to Mike Todd then? 
It's all fun and games. Guess what? I'm going to treat them the same way. If I had a hypothetical teenager in my home, they turned out they were homosexual, I, I would call them to repentance as well. I would call them to re repent, trust in Christ. Because right now they're not demonstrating that they have. See, so many people allow emotional experiences just like that to dictate their theology. My friend, your experience is not the answer. It's not the authority. It's not the standard. So what? Jesus had all kinds of sinners in his family. It didn't cause him to capitulate. Who, who cares? That's not the standard. I thought this Bible was where we get our, our, our beliefs from. Not, oh, well, man, my, my, my uncle turns out he gay. I guess I got to capitulate. So what? The Bible. Again, um, which made this next clip very interesting. Now, I know some of you guys are going to mock it and make fun of it. And I think it is make fun of it worthy. But after a guy just said he doesn't know when it comes to homosexuality and trans. He says this. Ooh, I love the Bible. <laughs> now, <laughs> I know it's funny, but some of you may remember this clip. I don't like studying to preach every Sunday. It is tedious work for me. I start on Wednesday to get to Sunday, and I'm working on Thursday and on Friday and on Saturday, and I'm tweaking up until 30 minutes before service on Sunday every week. Now, how does a man go up there saying he hates studying the Bible? Then this sermon, I love the Bible. A again, it's, it's a complete mess. I need to add this to a sound effect for sure. I need to add this. Ooh, I love the Bible. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought about doing it, but may maybe in the future, I'll have that as a sound clip. No, sir, you don't love the Bible. You don't love the Bible. You hate studying God's word from your own lips. This is why we get sermons like these. Right? <laughs> I'm not going to read that comment, but that's hilarious. <laughs> this is why you preach sermons like these is because you hate the Bible. You hate studying the Bible. Just very, very interesting. Um, um yeah just just interesting uh guys i want to prepare you for this clip and because there's nothing wrong with repentance i know you keep asking our works-based salvation no salvation is by grace apart from works but the same grace that saves us also re re uh causes us to repent which means to change our mind i know you're a free grace only guy but free grace theology is heretical say no to free grace theology again the god who saves us changes us but anyways, we're going to continue with something important. Um, I was watching this sermon in my office right here listening. And I heard what I'm about to play now. I heard what I'm about to play now. And I literally screamed. Not in a Mike Todd way, but in a whoa way, you know. I literally screamed because I was like, there's no way a man who reads the Bible says this. You may say, 
What are you talking about? Well, let me act. No, you know what? We're just going to play the clip. Because this is, if you think what else was before was bad, this was just as bad. Man, my wife made me mad. So I want to go talk to the girl at my job. My natural response is you treat me like that. I'm going to go do something that makes me feel better. In the kingdom, you have to put that response. It's okay to feel it. Nobody has ever gotten in trouble for feeling it. So Mike Todd is about to argue. It is okay to think certain things, even though they're sinful. But just don't do it. I'm going to allow him to finish this point. I would love to hear your thoughts. Oh, God, I know this is too much. Shoot, everybody say, I can feel it. I can't act on it. Mike Todd says he can feel certain way, think certain things, but just can't do it. Guys, if you think I'm taking them out of context, watch. He's going to give an example. And the example he gives is the very thing Jesus himself condemns. Watch this. I'm okay for you to feel horny. Oh my God. Want to cheat on your wife? What? This, I, I absolutely lost it when he said, you can feel this. Want to cheat on your husband? Feel like leaving them nappy headed kids to make they, I'm moving the whole wife. Feel it? Look up flights. $600. I'll be out of here tomorrow. I will be out of here. Everybody say, feel it. God wouldn't have given you feelings if he didn't expect you to feel it. Guys, this is why I said this sermon right here was very dangerous. It's very dangerous because he, he just got the crowd to repeat and to believe something the Bible clearly says is sinful. This isn't up for debate. This is not up for debate at all. Listen to this. Matthew 5. The very thing Jesus said. You have heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you. Everyone who looks at a woman with lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. My goodness, what Bible is this man reading? What Bible is he reading where he says it's okay to think in your mind to go and, 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 and to cheat on your husband, to cheat on your wife? What man who is convinced by the pages of scripture that that is okay? Just don't do it. Does Mike Todd not know that the actions which we we have uh, that the actions we do come from constant thinking upon in our minds? This is why the Bible says in Romans 12 2, to transform your mind. Why? Because sinful actions come from those sinful thoughts. Right. A a another verse. My goodness, man. Ephesians 2 3. Among them, we too all formerly live 
in the lust of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh, notice this, and of the mind. Right? And of the mind. What is this guy talking about? Yeah, cheat on your wife in your head. It's okay. Feel it. Don't do it. Feel it. Think all those sinful thoughts you want. God gave you those feelings for a reason. My friend, this is the fall we're talking about. This is what theologians have called the noetic effect of sin. That the mind, every part of us, even our thinking has fallen under the corruption of the fall. Here you are telling people to do the very thing the Bible tells us to do the opposite. Right? Don't lust, which... The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Romans 8. The Bible tells us to abandon this, this thinking. What is he talking about? What is this man literally talking about? He's literally saying. He's literally. He's literally. This is why I say practically this sermon was dangerous. Because literally telling the people of God. It is okay to sin. As long as it's in your mind. Which, I mean, he said it's not sin, but it, it's absolutely sin. It's absolutely sin. I mean, murder, murder in the heart. Is it okay to hate someone as long as you don't act out on it and murder them? What? Right. Yeah. Bring, bring captivity, every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now, let me be fair to Mike Todd. Because he's about to contradict everything he just said right there, right? <laughs> Notice he said right there, it's okay to think certain ways, right? Sinfully. It's okay to cheat on your wife in your mind. Cheat on your husband. Leave those kids. Abandon them in your head. Just don't do it. What kind of pastor says that? What kind of, sad, what kind of pastor says that? But watch this. He contradicts everything he just said. The Bible says it like this. Take captive every thought. It didn't say you wouldn't have them. It says you have to actually grab that thought. Ah! And you have to take it into captivity. Any thought that acknowledges or tries to raise itself above the acknowledgement, the standard, the rule, the kingship of God. He said, no, 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 no. Money. I need money more than I need God. Ah! Wait a minute, sir. You just told us it was okay to feel those certain things. Two minutes later in the sermon, you come and tell, no, take those thoughts captive. Which one is it, sir? Does anyone, is anyone listening to this sermon saying, which one should I do, pastor? Because you're contradicting yourself. Should I take thoughts captive or should I allow those thoughts to, uh, to uh, think certain things I want? Should someone take thoughts captive when it comes to cheating on their wife or not? As you just said two minutes ago, again, major contradictions, major contradictions. Wow. Like, speaking of contradictions, remember when Mike told Mike told <laughs> remember when Mike Todd told us that we have the same power us as God. You might not remember, so let me refresh your memory. Can't even appreciate it. When we're talking about the kingdom, he, he's saying you, your life, 
on earth, I give you the ability to have the same power I have in heaven. On earth. That's when the disciples said, teach us how to pray. So, yeah, there he is, right, claiming we have the same power as God. Well, here he is in this sermon. But the truth of the matter, if, if, if we had as much power of Jesus, we would have used, instead of humility, we would have humiliated. So he, there he says, if we have the same power. Well, Mike Todd, you just told us last sermon, we do have the same power. Remember, it was all in our DNA and I got the DNA and all, all that. Now he's backing that up a little and saying, if we had it, as if. He doesn't believe we do. So he's not very clear on his heretical th theology, even contradicting himself numerous times. Um, very strange. Uh, this is the last clip I have, although we are going to do something here at the end. Um, but I thought this was interesting, especially given what um, Julia said in my interview about him guilt tripping people to start serving. Many people, I'm going to talk to the people in this house for 30 seconds. Many people have been coming to this place and eating from the table and there's not enough people in the kitchen preparing the meals. And oh, by the way, let me get some context. Um, he, he said that um, he was he was upset because they were supposed to have some some serving event and not enough people showed up to serve. And so they have to cancel the, the, the serving the service. Right. And so he was he was a little upset right here that. He doesn't have people in his church uh, willing to um, serve. Serving our community when they come here. I'm telling you, like, it's at the point right now. I want to tell you something that's super sad. There's thousands of people in here. And today and last week and the week before that, we had to turn hundreds of kids away from experiencing transformation kids because enough people won't go up there and serve. When they told me that, I said, there's no way a kingdom church doesn't have enough people to serve. And they was like, well, pastor, people feel like they're going to miss it. And I said, we put everything on YouTube. Well, they want to be in the presence. They said, oh, you thought it was about a platform and a man. He said, the greatest in the kingdom are the people who actually will serve those who actually need the help. I'm making an appeal to everybody who's a part of our TC Tulsa location. If you're not serving at least two times a month. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Mike Todd, why don't you go up there and serve? The pastor should be the example. <laughs> yeah, someone said, bro, you don't even know uh, 15 names that go to that church. Right. He's the pastor. <laughs> Mike Todd, why don't you go to these events then if they don't have enough? Lead by example. I just thought that was interesting. Um, <laughs> he's like, no, y'all go do it. I ain't going to do it. I got I got to go to Gucci and Apple and all that, right? <sighs> just very interesting. Well, that was the last sermon that I've watched. Um, guys, it was bad. I told y'all it was bad. But... I just want to tell y'all. Ooh, I love the Bible. I love the Bible. It is so good when we actually know the Bible, read the Bible. Uh, it is good, right? I love it.
Uh, but <laughs> Mike Todd claims he does, but he hates studying it. Are you guys ready to hear the All Things Theology Fool song? I think I'm going to transition to that and we will come to a close. But guys, like the video, by the way. Like the video if you're watching, if you enjoy the content here at All Things Theology. See, this is why you want to watch live because, again, I'm going to actually cut this out of the video. So you either see it or you don't. Next time you'll hear it, it'll probably be on Spotify. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, I said hate. he hates the study. Yep, he hates it. All right, let's hear the All Things Theology song. And, and, and I'm a, I might do a bar-for-bar bar breakdown because I want you to catch the double entendres in this song. So let's check it out. My theology, this is, you know, anybody with the All Things Theology apologetics let me tell you something these people are not of god all right nowhere in the scripture did god talk about apologetics or theology in the word of god theology is an opinion-based uh subject uh who cares about your theology all things theology all things theology we chop it up properly without an apology gotta give doxology to god hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology all things theology all things theology we chop it up properly Without an apology, gotta get that theology to God. Hollow because this is how we do it at All Things Theology. Yeah, this is All Things Theology. We diving in the text, yo. You gotta come correct. We ain't preaching in our feelings. We don't preach to impress, yo. We'll have a guest disagreeing with respect. Morning, morning. We doing this for the body. Gotta stay humble. Nobody will like you, hotty, yo. I'm tired of these preachers saying that God told them contradicting in the word, yo. God do not know him. We gon' show him, yeah. Cleaning out the tire house, gotta build the whole building, yo. When you in a firehouse, I'm healing all in, bruh. I want the whole smoke. Getting in a debate by his grace, you know I won't choke. Reviewing faulty sermons, gotta teach the people about to be discerning. We trying to practice what we preach, being gracious when we deliver it. Remember when we keeping God sent men, cause even hypocrites don't like hypocrites. We chop it up properly. Worship, doxology, sole deo gloria, hallow be. Cause this is how we do it at all things, all things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta get that theology to God, hallow be. Cause this is how we do it at all things yeah. theology. Me and bros got transformed without the props. Me and bros know the goal when we taking shots. Ain't tryna go viral, don't need the shock. We just repeat the word, yo, we let it knock. Don't need your hooperin', don't need your hollerin'. Staying faithful, scripture, your feelings I ain't conjuring. Trying to be God honoring with or without the following in poverty or when I'm prospering. I ain't spitting on your face, I'm spitting on mics. Ain't no upgrade, that's over the Christ. Mocus over style, the stage in your lights. Mocus over fame and your merchandise. I might take a visit, wait just a minute. Ain't trying to wait till Easter hear Christ risen. Yeah, you know I'm down for the conversation. Take them deep in God's word for that transformation. We chop it up properly. Worship. Doxology, Soledad Gloria, Hallow be. Cause this is how we do it at All Things Theology. Yeah, the All Things Theology full song. Yo, yo, yo. I gotta I gotta break some of that down because I see I see one person caught something that I said. Uh but if you actually listen close, those verses they, they stand on its own. They stand on its own, no matter what. But they they actually address 
Mike Todd and Marcus Rogers. <laughs> I had to. I had to. <laughs> let's do a bar for bar breakdown real quick. Um, let's do a bar for bar breakdown real quick because I, I, I gotta I gotta get y'all to peep game on it. Oh, by the way, this guy. So the guy in the beginning, the guy in the beginning is a gentleman who made a video about me. It was about an hour long. I literally watched the first minute and this is what he said. It was the most insane thing I've ever heard. Theology, this is, you know, anybody with uh, all things theology or uh, apologetics, let me tell you something. These people are not of God, all right? Nowhere in the scripture did God talk about apologetics or theology in the word of God. Theology is an opinion-based uh, subject. Uh, who cares about your theology? So when he said theology is not in the Bible and uh, apologetics, <laughs> like it's like <laughs> when he said all this, I was like, I got to put this in the song. And so it was like the perfect intro for the all things theology, right? Intro. So let's get into it. Bar for bar breakdown. Let's get it. All things theology. All things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta get doxology to God. Hallow be how we do it at all things theology all things theology all things theology we chop it up properly without an apology gotta get doxology to god hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology yeah this so um i gotta so this the hook is actually a a shout out to uh shylin so Shaolin had this line years ago, lyrical theology, spiritual analogies, the miracle at cavalry, empirical reality. So I was trying to, when I first wrote this song, I um, I was trying to go for something like that. So that's what came out when I uh, I wrote All Things, All Things The. I was kind of going for something like that. Obviously, it's about the podcast as well. Uh, and so, yeah, let's uh, get into it. Chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta get that theology to God. Hollow because this is how we do it at All Things Theology. Yeah, this is All Things Theology. We diving in the text. Yo, you gotta come correct. We ain't preaching in our feelings. We don't preach to impress. So, this is All Things Theology. We diving in the text. Yo, you gotta come correct. We ain't preaching in our feelings. We don't preach to impress. I love that line because this is like, a shot at Marcus Rogers a little bit, right? Um, just all feeling base, right? All feelings base. <laughs> so yeah, that's what that line was for. But you got to come correct, right? Right? Yeah. Yo, we'll have a guest disagreeing with respect. Morning, morning. We doing this for the body. Gotta stay humble. Nobody will like you, hotty. You. So going back. Yo, we'll have a guest disagreeing with respect, right? I have guests on. Like I, I, I ain't never going crazy at nobody right so I, I think i'll do this respectfully when i have a disagreement on but the warning is right there's a warning right so disagreeing with respect warning doing this for the body right the reason why i come on here do these apologetics reviews videos is to to uh hopefully it helps the body and that's my aim that's my goal the aim of my charge is love right gotta stay humble nobody will like you hottie right Marcus Rogers is very uh, <laughs> a haughty, prideful person, right? Uh, it's okay for him, but so that was a line at him as well. 
Nobody will like you hottie, yo I'm tired of these preachers saying that God told them contradicting in the word Yo, God do not know him, we gon' show him, yeah Cleaning out the tire house, gotta build the whole building, yo When you in a fire house, I'm healing it up Yeah, so gotta stay humble Nobody will like you hottie, right? So I go on to say Yo, I'm tired of these preachers saying that God told them Contradicting in the word, yo God do not know him, right? We know all the false prophecies Mark has made And all the contradictory things about he says versus scripture um, right. And then I say, and we're going to show them, right? Like I'm, I'm willing to demonstrate this, not just say it. So, and we're going to show them cleaning out the entire house. Got to rebuild the whole building when you in a firehouse. Like, right. Obviously, like if your building burns down, you got to rebuild the whole building. Like you can't just, can't just keep those burn logs up. Right. But obviously it's a reference to Marcus Rogers. His church is called firehouse church. Like, if you come out of that, you got to literally tear it all down and rebuild it, right? Because this doctrine is so bad and so heretical. And so that was like a double entendre right there. So, so yeah, I like that one. Saying that God told him contradicting in the word. Yo, God do not know him. We gon' show him, yeah. Cleaning out the tire house. Gotta build the whole building, yo. When you in a fire house, I'm healing it all in, bruh. I want the whole smoke. Getting in a debate by his grace, you know I won't choke. Reviewing faulty sermons, gotta teach the people about to be discerning. We trying to practice what we preach. Pre so, so uh, uh, another line about the, uh, right, smoke. I I'm hailing it all in, bro. I want the whole smoke. We all know the reference to that, right? I want all, hold on, wait. I, I gotta do it. A lot of these Christians is ducking the smoke. I want all the smoke. Yeah, so I'm in hell it all in, bro. I want the whole smoke. Get in a debate by his grace, you know I won't choke, right? So, respectfully, like I, I'm willing to stand on the the the, the beliefs I can't I I, uh, I hold to, and I believe if we were to debate these issues, I would you know stand strong, but you know I don't get to defend these things because he don't want to. So, reviewing faulty sermons gotta teach the people about to be discerning. Reviewing faulty sermons, gotta teach the people about to be discerning. We trying to practice what we preach, being gracious when we deliver it. Remember when we keeping God said it, man, cause even hypocrites don't like hypocrites. So, uh, we trying to practice what we preach, being gracious when we deliver it. Remember, remembering we keeping God said it, man, cause even hypocrites don't like hypocrites, right? Even Marcus Rogers don't like hypocrites, right? <laughs> so that's a line right there. God said it, man, cause even hypocrites don't like hypocrites. We chop it up properly. Worship. That's Dexology. how So let Deo Gloria hollow be. Cause this is how we do it at all things. All things theology. All things theology. We chop it up properly. Without an apology. Gotta get Dexology to God hollow be. Cause this is how we do it at all things yeah. theology. Me and bros got transformed without the props. Me and bros know the goal when we taking shots. Ain't trying to go viral, don't need the shot. We just repeat the word, yo, we let it knock. So this bar is right here is me and my bros got transformed without the props. Me and my bros know the goal when we taking shots. So, right, obviously a reference to Mike Todd, right? Uh, but also a reference to, hey, me and my brothers in the Lord, we didn't need props to transform us, right? The gospel is what transformed us. Uh, me and my bros know the goal when we taking shots. All, that's also a reference to a couple of sermons of Mike Todd. He had the sermon where he had like the basketball goal on stage, but then also he has a sermon called relationship goal. And it's like, yeah, I'm taking shots at that. Right. Um, so, yeah. Ain't trying to go viral. Don't need the shock. Right. Like 
a lot of Mike Todd's sermons and why they go viral is right shock value. But me, I'm not trying to go viral off a of shock value. If I do go viral, so to speak, it's just because of me repeating the word, right? Letting it knock. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Go viral, don't need the shock. We just repeat the word, yo, we let it knock. Don't need your hooperin', don't need your hollerin'. Staying faithful scripture, your feelings I ain't conjuring. So don't need your hooperin', don't need your hollerin'. Staying faithful scripture, your feelings I ain't conjuring, right? Like, I'm not trying to just excite people's emotions, right? I'm hey, just preaching the word, right? Like, hey, uh, but Mike Todd has to <laughs> conjure people's feelings. Trying to be God honoring with or without the following in poverty or when I'm prospering. So trying to be God honoring with or without the following in poverty or when I'm prospering. Right. So, uh, yeah, obviously, Mike Todd is right. He just said in the last sermon, right, if you're poor, it's because you're being disobedient. Right. But, hey, I'm like, hey, whether I'm poor or rich. I'm I'm just trying to follow God's word, like so. Obviously, another reference of Mike Todd. I ain't spitting on your face. I'm spitting on mics. Ain't no upgrade. That's over the Christ. Mocus over style. The stage in your lights. Mocus over fame and your merchandise. I'm this was my favorite bar on this one. On this verse, I ain't spitting in your face. I'm spitting on mics. Ain't no upgrade. That's over the Christ. So. Obviously, that's a line about Mike Todd spitting in people's face. I'm I'm spitting on mics like I'm rapping, but it's also I ain't spitting in your face. I'm spitting on mics like Mike Todd, like I'm I'm, I'm talking about him, right? And so bars right there, right? Ain't no upgrade that's over the Christ, right? Mike Todd had a sermon where he said the Holy Spirit was an upgrade over the Christ, over Christ, and over the Father. And so um, I'm obviously disagreeing with that. Then I go on to say, more concerned with style, the stage in your lights, more concerned with your fame and your merchandise, right? Obviously, Mike Todd's very uh, concerned with the outer exterior and how he dresses. I mean, even this new sermon, man, the shoes probably cost like $200, $300, right? More concerned with promoting TC, Transformation Church, than Jesus Christ. And so, yeah. More concerned with style, the stage in your lights. Focus over fame and your merchandise. I might take a visit. Wait just a minute. Ain't trying to wait to easily hear Christ risen. Yeah, you know I'm down for the conversation. Take him deep in God's word for that transformation. So I might take a visit. Wait just a minute. Uh, ain't trying to wait to easily to hear Christ risen. Right. Uh, that's like a hey, he's not too far from me. Hey, we, we can do this. Right. We, if you want to have you want to have that talk. I ain't trying to wait to Easter to hear Christ risen. Like the only time I've heard about the resurrection of Christ, like in some detail was, was his Easter sermon when he was up in there at, with that pink suit, just looking crazy. But anyways, that's why I say, Hey, you know, I'm like, I'm not that far. I might take a visit. Wait just a minute. You know, I'm down for the conversation. Take them deep in God's word for that transformation. Right? So if you want to see transformation, take them deep in God's word, not what we heard today about transformation. I mean, my goodness, that was terrible. But yeah, that is the new All Things Theology full song, man. I hope y'all I hope y'all enjoyed it, man. I hope y'all enjoyed it because I worked hard on it, you know. I worked hard on it, you know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so the song yeah, yeah, yeah. The song applies on its own, but it's also some references to uh you know, two particular individuals who have become fans of the All Things Theology podcast, right? <laughs> Yeah, so hey, I hope y'all enjoyed it. Man, I got some, man, there are some people who joined my Patreon members only uh, 
video this weekend. We had a good time just talking. I got to show them some a couple more uh a couple more uh songs that I'm working on and gonna do for the uh my project. <laughs> Blessed are the meek. If you got a problem with them, let's take it to the Greek. Take you to the Greek. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. People say, let's make songs. Yeah, let's do it, y'all. Uh, glad, yeah, glad y'all liked it, man. And so, but yeah, man, we're going to keep doing these sermon reviews, man. Uh, keep doing these sermon reviews because I think they're important. Men like Mike Todd need to be warned against, not just ignored. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, bro. I know you the battle rapper right here, man. I couldn't do battle rap. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, I like to write. Like, I know the beat kind of helps me. Anyways, yeah, it's hard. Battle rap's hard, man. People don't understand. People don't understand. <laughs> they don't know, you know. But, yeah, um. Yeah, I think these sermon reviews are important, um, and so I just want to do that. Uh, uh, <laughs> everyone thinks they're a rapper now, man. <laughs> everyone thinks they're a rapper. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, so with that, um, I am working on a project. It's called Social Distortion. One day I'm about to play one of these songs. See, this is why you got to come into the members only, because I, I show some of this music people people get see Matthew was in there uh Matthew's Matthew was in there yeah battle rap and rapping are totally different I, I could not battle rap yeah I couldn't do it I love I like I like battle rap I can't do it can't do it um yeah so people in the uh this uh Saturday got to hear some new songs and things I'm working on uh so yeah I think I'm gonna have about 13 tracks ready but yeah yeah man so I'm excited for that. What else do I need to share? What else do I need to share that I'm working on? Um, you can always like the Facebook page, facebook.com, all things theology. Um, uh, let me put that in the chat. Because uh, the Facebook page, man, is almost at uh, 2,000. I was uh, looked at it today. I was like, oh. Oh, hold on a second. I got to share this with y'all. <laughs> hey yes please do it please do it i gotta share this with y'all this was the funniest thing um i don't know if y'all saw this but man it was hilarious marcus rogers uh shared something he's writing a book he's writing a book by the way yeah go like the page hold on i'm gonna drop it in the link drop it in the chat for y'all uh let's see <laughs> well y'all see this y'all gonna crack up uh, oh yeah always go like the adoption page go like the adoption page um but i gotta share this with y'all this is hilarious um let's see here hold on a second so um i wrote to mark hold on let me I don't know what I'm doing here. Hold on. How do you zoom? <laughs> I'm sound like an old person. <laughs> uh, okay, whatever. All right, so I tagged Marcus Rogers in a post. 
and I say, hey, Marcus Rogers, where is weirdo Christianity in the Bible? Because he made, he's writing a book. Marcus Rogers is writing a book called Weirdo Christianity. Right? <laughs> it's called Weirdo Christianity. And you know, Marcus Rogers, if it's not in the Bible, right, you can't use it. That's what he told me. Right? That's what he told us. Um, let me uh, see something here. Hold on a second. Because he uh, responded to... Some people had some pretty funny responses to it. Oh, uh, let's see. Where is Marcus' response at? Oh, here it is. Here it is. Uh, Y'all see this? He says... <laughs> it's weirdo Christianity in Hebrew. <laughs> he says, uh, example of weirdo. I didn't ask him for an example of weirdo Christianity, by the way. I asked him, where is this in the Bible? Given his standard, you can't use words not found in the Bible. He says, an example of weirdo Christianity is when a man who claims not to be a homosexual seems obsessed with another grown man. <laughs> I don't even think I read this part. He said, that's weirdo behavior. I don't wake up and go to sleep thinking about another man every day of my life. Well, I don't wake up and go to sleep thinking about him either. I'm about to make steaks after this. That's what I'm thinking about. He says, I think a person who has that kind of demonic religious obsession while claiming to be a Christian is weird. Thanks for the publicity, though. <laughs> it doesn't even answer what I asked him. I said, where is this in the Bible? And he just tells me what it means. Right. Um, again, so I responded to him. <laughs> this is pretty funny he says i say but i thought people can use words i meant to say can use word can't use words only found the bible is this religion will you do it or only for others and i said i'll buy it when it comes out <laughs> i'll buy the book we go we'll, we'll review it we'll review it on the all things theology um you know we'll even you know take you to the greek take it to the greek you know and so i i i actually so when i um, when I responded, I took him to his, he's notice any word not found in the actual scripture text is religion. R weirdo Christianity is not found in any pages of the scripture. I've looked at, you know, textual variants. I've looked at, you know, other things. I, I could not find weirdo Christianity in the Bible. You know, you know, I told him, also told him jingle bells jingle bells i'm not going to hell you know what i'm saying so it's okay when he do does it right but uh matter of fact even the concept of weird, weirdo christianity is not found in the bible <laughs> let's get that right but it's okay when he does it and it's but it's not okay you know if you use the word like trinity which actually the concept can be used in the scripture you know what i mean perfect it could be found in the scripture. But again, Marcus Rogers has double standards all the time. So again, we, we, we don't expect him to, um, you know, you know, he, we don't expect him to be consistent, you know? So yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it actually, there might be a weirdo Christianity manuscript that we have found in second opinions. Right. <laughs> 
we may have found that one. So I'll have to check my source, double checked some other uh, textual variant scholars, some textual criticism scholars and see what I can uh, find. But there might be a place for weirdo Christianity and second opinions. <laughs> and so, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, I do want to take a uh, I do want to take a look at his uh what is it his divorce video because that was super bad and so so yeah um it's always something to talk about man I I still got to catch up on two Mike Todd sermons I psh, man so much to talk about but we're going to wrap it up cuz I got to eat I got to eat I'm hungry going to give me some steaks going to enjoy it it's a nice what's a high 60s low 60s kind of day out here in um Texas, so I'm gonna enjoy the weather, chill out on my fresh Bermuda grass. <laughs> the lawn people came today, so yeah, I had to get out there right before the show. But yeah, hope you guys enjoyed the new songs. Hope you guys enjoyed the the uh, podcast today. I, I definitely enjoyed cooking up with you guys and talking about some things. And so, guys, till the next time, y'all. Grace and peace, y'all. Grace and peace. Hey, till the next time, y'all. Grace and peace.